Hello and welcome. This is Diane Lake, your host, and I'm going to be sharing how you can understand and apply the prophetic through practical terms, practical ways, and practical means that make it relevant to everyday life so that you can prepare the way for the Lord's purposes to manifest in the earth. This is Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. Well, hey guys, welcome to episode 25 titled, Even Jesus Grew in Discernment. Here's how you can too. The ability to exercise wisdom when judging revelatory activity is absolutely critical to the health and integrity of all forms of ministry. Now, this is regardless of whether or not someone is formally called to prophetic ministry. The word discern means to perceive, to distinguish, or to differentiate. There are two overlapping yet different forms of discernment. There's general discernment, which is a product of experience, discipline, and study, and discernment of spirits, which is a spiritual gift imparted by the Holy Spirit. Discernment is very closely related or linked to wisdom. In Isaiah 11:2, concerning Jesus, it says, The spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord would rest upon him. So concerning our title, where we said that even Jesus grew in discernment, we can read in Luke 2.51 that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So isn't that interesting? As we grow in discernment, we also grow in favor with God and man. So that's pretty incredible. We want that then, in other words. So again, regarding Jesus, I don't think that he knew the scriptures automatically, like by osmosis or something. You know, remember Philippians 2 tells us that Jesus laid aside his godness and took on the form of a man. And in Acts 10.38, it tells us that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power so that he could go about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So he didn't just automatically know the scriptures is what I'm saying or have discernment. He grew in it. And I think he studied the scriptures like we have to do. The scriptures that were available for him at that time were the Septuagint. And remember, Jesus was always going off to a secluded place, away from people to pray. He had to be in communion with his Father. He had to learn to know his Father's heart, just like we do. So what I'm saying is that every one of us as believers can also grow in discernment, and we do it like Jesus did. We do it by meditating regularly on the Word of God, and we spend time in God's presence. So isn't that cool? We just learn and follow Jesus's model and example. Remember in John 10, it's all about hearing the voice of the shepherd. And we can't know and recognize the voice of the shepherd unless we what? Spend time in the word and meditate on it and learn and listen to the Holy Spirit and know what his voice sounds like. We also grow in discernment as we mature in our faith and as we gain experience. And we also learn by observing others who are more mature in the faith and who we respect. In other words, we trust their wisdom and we trust their judgment. So when we're talking about judgment, as I have been, you know, sometimes we get the wrong idea that judgment or judging is a bad thing. 
um, that we're not supposed to do it at all. And you know, you might think of that well-known scripture in Matthew 7. I think it's 7.1 that says, Judge not that you be not judged. But we have to remember the context of that particular passage. And it's saying that we're not to judge other people without first getting our own house in order, so to speak. You know, we're not to be hypocrites, in other words, pointing out all the wrong things that we think are going on with someone else and we don't have our own self in order. Okay, so you got to remember that Jesus also said in John seven twenty four. This, he said, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Okay, so it is scriptural to judge. We just have to do it rightly. So godly discernment is the divine ability to judge rightly, to rightly judge what is going on. In its broadest sense, like I said, discernment is very closely related to wisdom as an expression of the spirit of God. And by this spirit, this is how we can function like Jesus did. I already read Isaiah 11.3. If you back up one verse to Isaiah 11.2, it says that Jesus did not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor by the hearing of his ears. Okay, he did it by the spirit of God. And we can do that too. Now, as believers, we should always seek after wisdom. And in James 1, 5, and 6, it tells us that when we pray for wisdom and ask in faith, we'll receive it. So, wow, we can claim that scripture for our own and expect to receive it. Again, discernment grows as we read and study God's word, as we said, but also as we practice holy living, which is what God makes clear in his word he wants. And we need to pray and ask for it. And we need to walk in it and gain experience. I'm going to give you some scriptures along the way if you want to do some further study. You could look at 2 Timothy 2.15, 1 Peter 1.13-19, and Matthew 7.7-11. 7, I don't want to take the time to read all these, so I'll do that periodically. Just give you some to look up on your own. So again, as I said, a more specific form of discernment is discerning of spirits. And it's a spiritual gift imparted by the Holy Spirit. You could go to 1 Corinthians 12.10 for that reference. And it is also very closely related to wisdom. But it is somewhat different in that it involves specific knowledge which is given supernaturally. So because of that, the gift of discernment is sometimes considered a special expression of the word of knowledge. I want to read a quote from the late Derek Prince, that great man of God. He said this, Discerning of spirits is the supernatural ability to recognize and distinguish between not only good and bad, but various classes of spirits. He broke these various classes down like this. The Holy Spirit, good angels, fallen angels, demons or evil spirits, and the human spirit. All right, so we need to be able to distinguish the source of these spirits. 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. So the discerning of spirits involves distinguishing between the four possible sources of spiritual motivation and activity. So basically, you could get categorize them in four areas. So I'm going to give you those. The first category would be the Spirit of God. This is, of course, the most important to be able to discern the presence and activity of the Holy Spirit. 
John was able to do this in John 1, 32 to 34. He could testify that Jesus was the Son of God, supernaturally is how he knew this. And in Acts 2, 1 to 4, when the Holy Spirit descended at Pentecost as wind and fire, the believers there knew that it was the Holy Spirit that they had been told to wait for. It's not like they had previous knowledge of how the Holy Spirit would descend, but they knew it by discernment. All right, another category would be angelic activity. So the Holy Spirit will also give the ability to recognize the activity and presence of angels, as well as being able to distinguish between good angels versus fallen angels. A couple scriptures you could look at on your own, Matthew 4, 11, and Acts 27, 22 to 24. Another category, this would be the spirit of man or the discerning of human spirits. In this category, you'd be discerning the spirit of man involving perceiving the true motivation or intent behind a person's words or actions. An example of this, Peter determined that Simon's heart was not right in asking for authority to lay hands on individuals to impart the Holy Spirit. You find that in Acts 8, 17 to 24. And another category would be the spirit of Satan. And here you'd be discerning the spirit of Satan or demons, and this would include identifying when someone has a demonic problem or determining when something is from Satan rather than from God. Jesus demonstrated this type of discernment when he rebuked Peter by saying, Get behind me, Satan. Remember that in Matthew sixteen twenty-two and 23. He rightly determined or discerned that Peter's declaration came from Satan and was in opposition to what God had purposed to do. All right, so we also want to identify the purposes for discernment. Determining the source is one facet of discernment, but we also want to identify the purposes for which it is given. God wouldn't give us the spiritual gift of discernment for no reason, right? So that's what we're going to look at is what are the major reasons for the gift? What's the purpose of it? All right, so first of all, it's to test the genuineness of the spirits behind a spirit manifestation. This is the most primary application. This is the ability to know those who acknowledge and confess Christ and to have knowledge of the Holy Spirit's movement so as to cooperate with him. All right, that's very important. We want to know, is someone of God? Can we trust them? Is this going to be a good thing, right, versus a bad? 1 Corinthians 12, 3 and John 3, 8 are scriptures that you could look up. Um, and secondly, we want to involve uh, being able to deliver someone from demonic spirits. That's another purpose for discernment. Jesus did this often, uh, such as in Mark nine twenty five, when he rebuked the deaf and dumb spirit. Often in the Gospels, we see him using discernment for deliverance purposes. I want to give you a little bit of a testimony because we always want to bring this down to today, right? We want to be the practical prophetic, as I have said from my title. So I was once part of a small group of women who met for fellowship and prayer, maybe once a week in the morning or something. And towards the end of one meeting, a woman said she wasn't feeling well, and another woman laid hands on her. Now, this woman had been ill for some time. She had a lingering cough that she just could not get rid of. The sick woman began to feel better immediately. I mean, right away. But oddly enough, the woman who had volunteered to pray for her 
began to feel very poorly right shortly after that. Uh, so I had had to skip that particular meeting for some reason. But after I was contacted by that second woman, the one who prayed, she told me that she had been actually hospitalized for bronchitis. She was back out of the hospital at that point, but she was still not feeling well. And she asked to meet with me. Now, I was able to discern that a spirit manifesting as sickness had actually passed from that first woman to her. That she wasn't exactly sick. Does that make sense? She was sick, but it wasn't because she was sick. It was that a spirit had passed to her. So, as I said, she had asked to meet. I met with her. I read some scriptures and cast out that spirit. And she was healed immediately. There was no healing process. It was just that quick. The spirit was gone. So, I will say this gift is very useful and effective. Now, don't make this uh, this little story afraid make you afraid to pray for people who are sick. This is extremely unusual and you don't you know, come across this very often. But this is why you need the gift of discernment because you can rightly decide what's going on. That You get supernatural revelation. Now also the Lord will often give me dreams that will reveal a particular spirit that we're dealing with, especially if it's something like a regional spirit. Or I'll just have the knowledge in my head. It's just there. It's supernatural. The point being, there's no humanly way for me to have this kind of knowledge. It's supernatural revelation. It's the gift of discernment, in other words. All right, so we're still talking about the purposes for this gift. Another one, besides being able to test the genuineness of the spirits behind spirit manifestation, we talked about that. Uh, secondly, we talked about being able to deliver people from demonic spirits. Okay, so we're at the third point for the purpose. It's to discern the presence of angels or demons at a service or an occasion of ministry. All right, so Paul, we could look to for an example of this. He was very effective in determining this. And in one example, he saw that the source of the slave girl's words on the surface in Acts 16, 16 to 18 is where we're at. They, these words seemed to be of God, but actually it was demonic and it was causing great disruption in their midst, right? So he addressed it and took care of it. And a fourth purpose would be to expose deceivers, deception, and error. Now, I believe that this will become increasingly essential as we move forward towards the end of the age. I think that's very scriptural. You could look at examples of scripture such as this. Matthew 24, 24, 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen to 15, and 1 Timothy 4, 1 and 2. Now, let's start talking about how you can cultivate the gift, right? Because as I said, you can grow in this gift. It's really not that difficult. So let's kind of narrow that down as we get uh, towards our closing here. I want to read a scripture. Hebrews 5, 14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Isn't that interesting? So you use it and it grows. That's part of the, the whole deal of growth here in this gift. The Lord is bringing new levels of discernment to his people. It's something he's doing right now. And it's like a, a weapon that you can shoot and use often. It's not like you're going to run out of ammunition. The Lord will always give you the discernment for whatever situation you are in. When you're following his purposes and ministering to people, he'll meet you there with this gift. 
So if you desire to grow in the gift of discernment, let me give you some steps here, some things to do. Number one, ask. We have a good heavenly father who gives good gifts, right? From Matthew 7, we know this. Secondly, determine to fellowship with other believers who can help guide you and help you gain experience in this gifting. Be around other believers, right, who you can learn from. Third, seek after wisdom. We talked about it. Pray and ask. And fourth, keep in mind, like all gifts related to the prophetic, the purpose of discernment is to bring life and to build up the body of Christ, never to tear it down. So we must be cognizant, I like to say, but not critical. We want to be spirit-led, but not suspicious. All right? And keep in mind that sometimes we're not going to be able to make a quick determination whether something is of God or not. Because sometimes it'll take time to make that evaluation. In Matthew seven sixteen to 20, we read that it is by the fruit that we know who is doing the work. Is it of God? Or isn't it? And to tell that, sometimes we have to wait for some results to show. In other words, does that activity in question draw people to Christ? Does it bring them life? Or does it drive them away from Christ and in some way result in some sort of negative consequence? Okay? I truly believe that a season of accelerated harvest is about to begin. And as the people of God, we need to reach that level of maturity of discernment so that we can not only unmask deception, because there will be more deception and false prophets and all that in the last days. We know that. But also, remember, angels are going to help us in bringing in the harvest. And we need to be able to recognize them and to cooperate with them to do this, to bring in that harvest. So I think that's exciting. And I really pray that as we have discussed this all today, your appetite has been whetted that you want to grow in discernment and will follow all these steps and these suggestions so that you can grow as well. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Bless you. Thank you for listening to Preparing the Way, the Practical Prophetic. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our show and also please rate and review us on iTunes. When you give us a positive review, it helps us reach more people with our message. And please remember to visit our website at www.starfireministries.org. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter and you can donate there. And you can also read our latest articles and keep up to date with us on all of our social media sites. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you next time.